Welcome, welcome, welcome everybody to another episode of the Input Output Podcast. We know we didn't release nothing for a week and didn't let y'all know anything, but uh, that's Eve's fault. I'm going to go ahead and let y'all know. Uh, so, but we're back this week. Counting you know, money. Yeah, he, you know, he was counting too much money. He didn't let nobody know that we wasn't going to be here. So, you know, just make sure y'all hit him up at MC underscore emails and then let him know, you know, how mad y'all are at him that he didn't say nothing, uh, leaving y'all here lonesome. But uh, actually, back. actually, before we continue, everybody on the Internet should have probably knew that that was happening except for you guys. So I think you guys might have been the last ones to find out about that. But <laughs> that's OK. <laughs> I actually I actually announced that I what I was doing uh, when I was doing it. So uh, actually, you don't need to hit me up because, you know, all of you already know. <laughs> Well, as you can see, he actually has a T-shirt with the gold-plated logo. So, if that if for those that have the video, you know. You yeah, see. I mean that's not that's not like just yellow coloring. That's like legit gold plastered on his shirt. So, yeah, man. This man <laughs> popping gum all in the camera, bro. We in production, bro. You got to be professional. When you got but, money, uh, that's all you need, bro. Who was it? Wasn't it the dude on you you Hawker show that used to like uh blow uh blow uh bubblegum? Or am I thinking about a different anime? Um it might be. You might be talking thinking about the dude that had the pacifier in his mouth. That's what oh, I'm what's your, a Koenma? Yeah. I think but, I don't think there was a guy there. It might have been. I'm, I'm I know that's a trope. That's like an anime. It's very possible. Yeah. <laughs> very possible that there's somebody who did that in the Yu Yu Hawker show. But we're back for another episode. Won't hold you guys too long. We got to make this quick because Evan got money to count and Devin got other responsibilities that's netting him a grand a minute. So um, I'm your boy Rexon Max, the one who's trying to get my bands up like these gentlemen. How are you guys doing today? <laughs> Pretty good. <clears throat> By thousand, he means a thousand calories per minute because I'm I'm hungry. Um, but uh, <laughs> other than that, I'm pretty good, man. Um, like uh, Rexon just told you all, we uh, didn't record last week just mainly because, I mean, we had what Frosty Fossil was going on last week and he was kind of covering some of that footage, trying to stay on top of that, like stuff on Twitter. So um, that's, you know, been good. Uh, definitely excited to kind of conversate and talk about this uh, Tekken 8. Um, they showed off a lot. That's like the hot thing right now, I guess, in the FGC as far as like new content for fighting games. So yeah, I mean they they showed off a lot, new character, a lot of new mechanics. Uh, so yeah, I'm kind of ready to talk about that among other things. But uh, I'm handing off to my uh, rich and uh, wealthy compadre, Mr. E. How you doing, sir? Uh, thank you very much for that handoff, Mr. Game and Lift. It's your boy MC Amazing back for yet another episode of the Input Output Show. Uh, yeah, like I said, most of y'all um, knew about like that. Uh, what do you call that? 17 hour shift that I pulled a couple days ago. You know, man. What? I mean, where do you think all this money comes from, man? It doesn't just fly from the sky, bro. You got to be out there grinding, making that money all day, every day. You know what I'm saying? But uh, every once in a while, you got to take a take a step back and um, really think about what where you're going and what you're doing. And um, I, I look at input output as one of those uh, times to woosaw and co come converse with my compatriots about fighting game topics. So I'm going to ring this out for as long as I can. And uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to uh, talking about our uh, fighting game topics today. Like Mr. Gamelist said, Tekken 8 is a hot topic of discussion, uh, like pretty much because, I mean, Tekken has always been a hype video game to begin with, a hype fighting game, like uh, in, 
like usually, but even more so now because uh, Tekken 8 looks like they're taking it to the next level. And uh, we're going to be talking about that, like and like Mr. Gamewolf said, uh, as well as other things as well. But um, until that point, uh, I'm going to go ahead and hand it off to Mr. Rex on Max. How you doing today, sir? What's going on in your world? I'm doing good, man. You know, it's you know, you got kids when you find just random. Oh, he he green, so he he blending into the green screen. But there's like a, a a green alligator my son got sitting here on my desk. I didn't even realize it was there, but you know, so I guess he joining in on the podcast. He got something to say about taking eight. So. <laughs> Uh, but I'm doing good, man. You know, um, Super Bowl tomorrow. Basically, everybody in America is going to be rushing to their TVs, trying to swallow as much Rotel and, and, and hamburgers <laughs> and, and hot dogs as they can. You know, so, you know, I'm going to try to make sure I run up on somebody's house. Knock, knock, knock. Pick up your package. What my plate? So uh, tomorrow should be a good day. But as far as today, I'm happy to be here to talk about these, this fighting game news. Uh, you know, wish I was in, as in shape as Mr. Gaming Lift, but, you know, everybody can't be, you know, the uh, the picture perfection of a Greek Adonis build. So, um, but, yeah, we can go ahead and false. <laughs> don't let them tell you any different, folks. But uh, we can go ahead and get into our uh, first topic. And I mean, I, I guess we'd be, you know, uh, missing the post or missing the goal if we didn't start off with Tekken 8. So the Tekken World Tour was happening. And um, the Tekken World Tour was a great event. Um, you had many players and stuff. I mean, we just got to keep it real on this podcast. I mean, a lot of players were kind of, you know, uh, giving their opinions on how crazy it was. You know, you know, they did the last chance qualifiers and went into the top eight in the same day, like in the same day. So whoever made it from LCQ, which was probably like a good, I don't remember the time off the top of my head was, let's just say somewhere between four to six hours of LCQ, you was there immediately going to playing for certain spots in the top eight. Then the next morning, they went and started doing the top eight, which was basically the whole day. So those people who played in LCQ, shout out to uh, John Ding, uh, John Ding. I forget, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry if I'm pronouncing it wrong. He's one of my favorite Tekken players. Like he made it all the way to grand finals from LCQ. Bro was playing like Tekken for like 36 hours straight. <laughs> <laughs> and somehow made it, you know, uh, to the grand finals. Uh, so that was that was that was a crazy event. Like, could you imagine playing last chance qualifiers for like four hours, and then next day, you know, you got to go straight into playing the top eight for like another four hours? It was crazy. But um, yeah, so they um, that happened. And Tekken, a lot of information for Tekken Eight actually came out during uh, the Tekken World Tour. We got to actually see the new heat system that came out. So that's basically uh, replacing Rage Drive. We still have Rage Arts. You know, you have your many different ways that you can, you have your three different ways you can activate Rage Drives. Um, not Rage Drives, your heat system. Um, and just, it, it, I mean, it was a lot of information. I'm trying, to, I'm trying to think of it off the top of my head to give it to y'all. We got a character that was actually revealed, uh, Anna. She was revealed. Um, she's looking very different, huh? Oh, Nina. Nina, she, she looked more like Anna this time. She definitely looked more like Anna. 
Yeah, I'm, yeah she's I'm definitely a lot more glamorous. Yeah, but it was Nina. Um, and they put their, you know, uh, Rinda side by side from Tekken 7 and Tekken 8, and it was like, all right, like, they're really, because it was the same thing with Paul. Like, Paul looks really different, you know. And uh, Mar- uh, Law, we don't know if it's Marshall or uh, Forrest, but Law looks a lot different based off, I mean, he went down to 1% body fat, and he looked like he looked like he eating a lot more Michael Hearn duck eggs. Uh, but <laughs> <laughs> if, if anybody gets, catches that reference, if you're in the fitness industry, I'm, I'm sure you laugh. But uh, yeah, so I mean, it's was, it was a lot of things they announced uh, with this, and I don't want to get too much into it, but um, I guess we can go ahead and open it for discussion. I mean, you know, we don't have to do the take turns thing, but uh, I guess I didn't talk a lot. You can go ahead and kick it off, Mr. Gamer Lift, and we'll kind of like go off you. So it it was a it was a good bit of information that they uh, dropped on us about the heat system. Uh, well, first off, Lena looked fire. Um, I'm not the most like fond of her new outfit. She does look dope because it's like almost it's almost like now it's like well, Anna was always the more glamorous of the sisters, and Nina was always the more like stoic, very like calm and silent calculated she had on like the metal get solid type attire where they kind of changed a little bit like even Tekken 7 she had on the wedding dress um but i mean it still makes sense for her she's like a spy actually she they kind of gave her the the ada wong treatment if anybody's familiar with resident evil she actually really gives me a, a ada wong vibe yeah um but yeah they show she, she used the pistols now which is fire so that means well no pun intended um that means that now she uh Apparently the the game is gonna have like like law. We've seen law with his nunchucks. So now that we've seen two characters that have weapons that they use, I'm assuming it's like inside stream. So you're probably gonna be a stream that ends with like her pistols or something, or maybe begins with her pistols. Um, yeah, she looked pretty dope. Um, as far as the mechanics, it's it's a lot. Like if one wanted to say this ain't Tekken no more, kind of. I could kind of just a little bit see what they mean because it's, I mean, basically the heat system from what I'm looking at, it's like, it's like a focus attack. Uh, it's almost like, um, it's kind of like Street Fighter Five. They got the gray life thing where you can recover gray life now. Uh, it's, it's like, it's so much more offensive heavy. It like, yeah, man, that's, that's the one thing that I saw like, and Ryan Hart was talking about it. He was like, you know, Tekken is supposed Tekken is one of the hardest games to get into. It's like that's the thing about it. Like what's made it. But this game being so off it's so offensive heavy. Yeah. Like to yeah. activate the heat system, like one way is you can, you know, do a um you could do a council activation into it. But the other ways is being offensive. You know, if you want to get your gray life back, you have to be offensive. Like it, it this game is just rewarding you for being offensive. You know. Mm. Uh, well, you, go ahead. Well, you know, like from like the heat system in Tekken. You know, I, I, I don't know, man. Like to me, it seems very like I've seen it, and like there are parts of it that I've seen somewhere before. Where have I seen some of these mechanics yeah. before? Soul Caliber Six, that's right. Soul Caliber Six, because like if you play, if any of you played Soul Caliber Six before, you know that they have an altered state in Soul Caliber Six. You know the Soul Charge, 
which um all makes basically everybody in the game be a better character for a limited amount of time um now they don't have like the whole thing where like if you're like hitting somebody and it stops the timer but it does um it does give you access to moves that do do chip damage um it does like uh, make some of your moves a lot better it changes the properties for some of the moves it's also like the the activation that they have for some of it is like you can either do it from a neutral state or somebody's trying to attack you you can uh do it in between moves and it like it um puts you in the state but it also pushes them back to give you some space so it gives you some time to think then of course you also have like the um um like the i can't i can't remember exactly what they're called but they're moves that like like that um special moves that launch you into that state you know in soul caliber six so it seems like in uh, some regards that they've kind of recycled some of the aspects of soul charge the um soul charge from soul caliber six into tekken eight which i mean i wouldn't i'm not like mad about because it makes oh, it makes all the sense in the world like that was a pretty cool system to use and also it's like you know um the whole point of um having like more than one charge for it you know like there's like you know you can it's like a whole nother resource that you can manage throughout the um throughout the match so mm -hmm. I, I was looking at that I'm like wow that's actually pretty cool like so uh it's it, it kind of like it's one of those situations where it's it seems like different groups in like namco bandai are actually talking to each other you know what i mean like you know that they're people are pulling it's kind of reminds me of back when they did um when they did monster hunter and um then like they had Monster Hunter, which was like, you know, like the way they normally do Monster Hunter. And then like a game later, they had they were incorporating stuff from like crawling on monsters and stuff like that, like uh, mounting monsters, which was something that was seen before in um for like Capcom in um what's was the game? Dragon's Dogma. Oh. So so it was kind of like, yeah, now like these are different groups within the company are like talking to each other and bouncing ideas off of each other. And they're using like, you know, mechanics from like their, uh, from games to make um, their more, their core games like um, a lot stronger. Like even if, you know, Dragon's Dogma was kind of like a hit or miss with some people, but Monster Hunter is like a worldwide like thing. Like people love Monster Hunter and you could only benefit from taking, you know, mechanics from uh, some of the more, uh, I guess like, deeper games like dragon's dogma and just adding that on and making in um in turn making that game a more deeper game and i think that's what namco bandai is kind of doing here like taking some of the depth from like a game like soul caliber 6 and like adding it to tekken uh, 8 to make it to make tekken a deeper game also i'm a little sad that they took out rage uh took out like rage i mean rage drives are technically still kind of in the game like they like that whole heat burst thing that's basically yeah. like the the soul attack from like soul caliber six but it's it's basically a rage drive so i don't know it's, it's just kind of cool you know you just said something yeah i was watching with my friend rakini and he actually mentioned soul charge and we saw uh specifically like the the characters unique things that happen when they're in heat like um uh, Paul, his death punch doing like I think a crumpled or something. King, mm -hmm. King being in, and he like just can just run through attacks. Yeah, like, that stuff is gonna be really interesting to see. Like I'm like that's 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 gonna that's that's really gonna add a whole new dynamic to Tekken. Like, I mean, I don't know how crazy he's going to get for these characters, but like looking at something like King, he can just like, hey, I'm running at you. I'm hey, I'm coming at you. So. Yeah, I don't know what you're gonna do, but I'm coming in there. Um, <laughs> and it's just like it, it's really gonna make the, like it's, this is gonna like probably change up like it's almost gonna be kind of maybe like um, 
a little bit of MK11 how or even X how you had to kind of play a matchup differently because now I mean of course every character was already unique but now with all these different things well, man he I, this was my main this character was good but he got this really good heat activation thing or whatever mm-hmm. um that's gonna be really interesting to see how that plays out um like I said again the the, the regaining health thing was just and it's crazy, Rexon, because when I as I'm looking at mechanics, I'm just thinking, what what is Poe Chop saying about this? Because <laughs> we all know that Poe Chop is kind of a a tech purist. He's yeah. like, man, I'll be raid drive, raid all this armor stuff. Get out of here, man! Bring it back to pure tech. And so, I just thought about Poe Chop. I'm like, when I saw the um, because it's, it's, it's rage uh, arts is still in the game, but rage drives out, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. rage arts are still in it. And I'm thinking, like, it's kind of probably for the best because if you had, like, you just said, the heat system is kind of has it baked into it. There's so much going on. Like, you can hit somebody, they're in block stun, you hit somebody yep. with it, and it confirms, and then you knock them back, but they're still in a comboable state when you dash in. Like, I told my friend, it's like, I see some FADC stuff going on. It's actually kind of similar to um, Drive Rush. It's just like, but I mean, at this point, when all the the main fighters added uh, meter and stuff, they all were kind of trying to compete with each other. So now it's like when one game does something, hey, we got we got to do something to kind of match that. So if we get another soul cap, they're gonna probably have something, some meter system. It's like trying to compete with how heat works or how drive uh, system works. So it <laughs> looks cool. Soul caliber, you funny. <laughs> hey man, gotta keep hope, man. Soul caliber seven for life. But the, one, of the, one of the main things that I'm seeing, like a lot of tech, and, and we reached out to Poke Chop. Uh, he was actually doing a live, and we uh, hit him up in the chat and was asking him what he think about it. And um, he he said that he we did it in a video form, so I can't really remember the quote. But he said he's excited to see more of what's going on. But a lot of other people that I'm I've, I've reached out to or TVFTC reached out to as far as like tech and stuff like that. You uh, like people like Ryan Hart. He, he he's basically saying like, man, like, and it's it's like with a lot of these fighting games, it seems like stuff are becoming so much more offensive heavy because it's just more so like, ooh, aha, yeah. flare. Yeah. You know, that's the things that, that you know. Harada said we wanted also to be fun to play, but fun to watch. Right, and we know when it's fun to watch, you know. It's, it's not for a viewer who's just looking on, you know, seeing people Korean backdash and, just, and do all that other stuff to try to fill each other out. You know, that's not the stuff that people are just like, is exciting. They're probably looking at it like, all right, why everybody just doing the jitters? But, you know. Yeah. Now, that's yeah. one thing that's still to be confirmed if Korean backdash, I'm almost certain it is. Because at this point, Korean backdash is like a staple of the game. Oh, yeah, so if, if they, if they, they, t- <laughs> he said, unfortunately, what you got against the KBD, man? <laughs> Come on, man. Come on, man. Like, bro, like, dude, just, just walk backwards. It's okay. Bro, you know, I'm, I mean, but walking backwards, the why are they is so just like weird? Like, if there's really no walking backwards. It's just like. Or you just scooting a little bit. There really is no walking backwards in Tekken. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like maybe they should take that, like take a lesson out of like Soul Calibur's like uh, pay, uh, book with that one. Take a page out of the Soul Calibur book with that one and just implement like a eight way run or something. I don't know. I mean, you, you could kind of do like some little wave dash stuff in Soul Calibur. 
And then, yeah, and but then you can also uh, walk like a normal person too. And then another thing in Tekken, like Tekken is not known to have like chip damage, and chip damage is also a new thing. So, uh, actually, there was chip damage have... in Tekken Four. Yeah, I, I remember one of them. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, but overall, I mean, Tekken, like yeah. in Tekken Seven, you really don't have chip damage. So, and then also, like when you have gray life in this Tekken. The way you get your gray life back is not sitting there waiting for it to come back like other fighting games. They're like, no, yeah. you, you 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 gotta fight, fight. Like we, we want to see you do something. Don't turtle, you know. Yeah. So they're really pushing this offensive thing, and that and that just seems to be the future. I mean, I'm gonna throw this out here right now. You know, I'm a Kobe it out here right now. I think we're coming into a time where our fighting games are just going to look different from what we know them as. If you're like a oh, purist yeah. of your form or if you've been in it for a while, I think like, E has said this for a long time. Guilty Gear Strive doesn't look anything like the Guilty Gears that he's known in the past. Tekken, Tekken 8 is looking like it's not going to be anything like, like, yeah, it's the same characters, 3D, certain stuff looks familiar, but the way it's played, it looks like it's going to be different from what we know the other Tekkens. Street Fighter Six, it don't. I mean, yeah, they change it every time, but God, dog, I will say this is a big leap from. I mean, it's so dependent on a on a, on a gauge, one gauge, right? You know, so it it seems like we're coming in into a time where fighting games are just gonna look different, you know. Yeah. Uh, you know, we're getting into a time where people are just like, hey, man, we we gotta reach the consumer. It yeah. can't be no more of just like niche fighting game. No, we got to go out here and compete with all these other uh, developers and stuff. But what were you saying, yeah. Devin? No, you know what? Um, this game, I don't I, I don't know, but I honestly feel like they kind of took some uh, hints from pages, uh, a page from uh, DOA 6. Uh, DOA 6 had what was called the power break system, I think, or the power blow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it that looks very, it looks slight, it looks fairly similar to like the heat system how i think you if i'm not mistaken i think you could like dash out of it i know there was one that like did a crumple it led to uh like special attacks and uh, again that's another game that never had meter until like i think was it five had meter i can't remember i know six had meter but uh again like i said the landscape of fighting games is changing at this point like you You'd be hard pressed to find a fighting game without some type of that's just not like just moves, special moves, combos. It's gonna have some type of meter, special meter, some right. other overdrive move, something, you know. Um even look at Grand Blue, like it added yeah, overdrive and rush before it even announced the new version of the game. So it's it's just I mean, I will say for Tekken, this is very interesting to see because again, like we've Never, this is like really still new to Tekken overall. Right. Um, and again, a lot of people would probably prefer Tekken to not have that type of stuff. Because people are like, man, Tekken is about being good, being defensive. And, I, and I, I, I love watching competitive Tekken. I love the KBD when people doing the whole little dance and they throw out one button in like 20 seconds. I love that. Just vying for that, that first hit. Um, but that's, that's the, actually the question I was uh, posing. If Korean backdashing is still in the game, could it potentially be a hard counter to this all this offensive heat stuff? Because if you can't touch me, 
if my if if I'm able to evade, like what you gonna do? You you got heat, all right. That's what I'm wondering. Like they they showed a lot of the heat stuff where the person was just standing still. But if I'm swaying to the side, like if I'm, does it track? Like it like that King thing when he was basically running and he was taking all those hits and stuff like that. Instead of hitting them, what if I just like ah, you know, just move to the side? Does it track? Mm, you know, thinking about how taking moves work, a move like that would track. Just yeah, it's based might. off of what I played before and taking moves like some moves that move like in a straight line, they'll do that little awkward like tilt to the to like that little magnetic tilt, and that move look like it could be that, but you know, uh, we've yet to see any magnetic any like um tracking moves. Well, I'm sure it's still in the game, uh, but yeah, you know, I'm, I'm also curious like could they have done like some defensive mechanics with that? Which I mean, apparently it's not because I mean they they would have said that. If heat was able to be used as a defensive mechanic, and I mean at the name alone, that's like it's heat, so it probably wouldn't even ain't no ain't no defense. I'm coming in, Fist right? Up. Yeah, like the whole concept of heat kind of evokes that offensive, like offensive feeling anyway, right? Like you know, it's like oh, it's heat, and it's like yeah, it's like I'm ready to go, bro. Let's go. Um, yeah, man. I don't know. I, I it's kind of like uh fighting games in general are kind of going the way of uh what do you call it, the nba you know because nobody wants to like <laughs> you know like i mean let's be on no like most uh-huh. people who are like defenders or role players in the nba are being kind of devalued because everybody wants like another steph curry or uh a, a lebron james or michael jordan but like you can't nobody like what most people want to see the ball go into the hoop. That's what they want to see. Most casual watchers are watching basketball to see the ball go into the hoop. That's it. That's all. The, that's all they care about. So what do you? Yeah. So what do you NBA do? You start gotten, penal- the NBA huh? has gotten to a point to where that, they're not even caught in traveling like that anymore. Like it's known that people like LeBron, Ja Morant, they travel, but yeah. it's just like I ain't finna call it because I mean he finna put the ball in the hoop. So yep, exactly. That's a, that, that's the thing. Really? That's the most important thing. The ball goes in the hoop, and then everybody's like, "Yeah!" Like that's 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 what people that's that's what gets you money. That's what people want to see. You know, I mean, like having like people be too defensive. Nah, man. Like, like it's skewing so far into to offense. That's why you have all these games where people are going like seventy one points and eighty nine points. You know what I mean? Like these really high points because you know we're skewing so much towards offense. You know, almost to the. I would say to the detriment of defense and it feels kind of like, you know, fighting games, especially in this case where, you know, you're just trying, you know, that you're in order to regain your health, you got to hit them, you know, in order to stop your uh, health, uh, heat gauge from going down, you got to hit them. You know, it's all about the offense. It's constantly, constantly moving forward. No steps back, always pushing forward to the W, you know, it, it, that's, that just seems the way of the, the way the fighting games are fighting games in general are going now, you know, which is, kind of surprises me that people are still interested in playing Samurai Showdown, you know, considering that. You know, I just thought of another game that is very different from uh, Tekken, but on the night in births, uh, what's this uh, tug of war mechanic? I forgot what it was called. Um, yeah, it's, like the grid system. It's on the tip end of my tongue, and I can't think of the name of what it's called. Uh, but that is like the same thing. It's like tug of, it's a tug of war thing, so it's, it's different in that regard but it's like the same concept a little bit if you more offensive if you running forward you get that meter so you get the yeah the boost on your side so even games have already you know been doing stuff like that 
Yeah, I think it's the grid mechanic, like he said. Yeah. But I tell you what, uh, so Tekken World Tour this year was won by Nakuma, which, you know, a lot of uh, Tekken diehards, you know, people that's come from come from a long way, they kind of hate to see it. Like, brother, y'all put this man in the game, and he just came in here and obliterated <laughs> everybody. But it's Akuma. What do you, I mean, what you... What you think Akuma was gonna come in there and be anything less than S tier? It ain't happening. Capcom wouldn't have gave it to you if that was gonna happen. But I tell That's you actually what, true. with these, with these, because uh, it was the same thing with like, uh, uh, and correct me if I'm wrong, Devin, but in Street Fighter Cross Tekken, um, Capcom was making it, but a lot of the Tekken characters were high tier. Correct? They were pretty good characters. Yeah, I think it took a while for people to kind of catch on. Well, the Mishimas were good pretty off the jump. Like the the, the father, the father, son, grandson, they was out there doing work. But everybody else is like, I don't know. Then I think Harong was like he was really good. Um, yeah, so Shally, like they're staples. You gotta Marcus. they gonna make you put some respect on their name. Yeah, so. I tell you what, though, with the, with this new offensive stuff, could you imagine if Okuma was in this game? Oh, yeah, that'd be man. Cool could you could you imagine if Geese Howard was gonna be in this game? Yeah. Oh man, I mean, and we see a lot of Geese. Makes so. me think of Eliza's gonna come back because she was basically their their prototype two D character. Yeah, she was an actual Tekken character, but uh, makes me wonder mm. if she's gonna come back. Yeah, so I mean, shoot, having them get having them guest characters in the game, you know, and they say basically Tekken Seven is all you're gonna get a Tekken Cross Street Fighter, so you know they might keep it alive. I mean, as much as people sit here and say they hate Akuma, people still playing them. There's other people that still love him, so who's to say he might not get a return? So, I mean, but, it's, it's only been a few games that probably Akuma was trash in. Well, not not that good. I know MVC two. I don't think he was the greatest. That's probably one of the best examples. But most other games, he was like, "Come here, let me tell you something real quick." Good two thousand, you know. So, but um, so yeah, y'all let us know in the comments and stuff like that. Reach out to us. Let us know what y'all think about this. Shout out to Big Cypher. I'm sure he will. Somebody. Yeah. But uh, so we can go into our next topic. So. One of uh, the main Tekken players, Khan, Pakistani player, uh, placed top, uh, at, at least top five at uh, EVO 2022. I can't remember his placing off the top of my head. But he had a tweet a while ago where he basically came out and said, let me get this up. Uh, I believe playing side by side shouldn't happen anymore. Players can read your buttons better and even cause mental frustration. Should be on different screens. It's much better. Just my opinion. What do you think? So we've known that playing side by side is one of the things that's just like in in FGC. I mean, it's 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 just a thing. I mean, when you played in the arcades back in the day here in America, I mean, it was two. It was you know two buttons, two sets of buttons side by side that y'all both faced the same screen and you played. So it's a side by side thing. Now in recent times, you will see arcade cabinets and stuff like that where it's two of them back to back playing the same game and two people play it but when we came in two you know everybody was side by side so that's something that came from like the 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 golden era so um but a lot of players do feel like like hey playing side by side because i remember um 
Justin Wong talked about this at Evo Moment 30, uh, 37. He said, if you pay attention, you can see him really shaking and tapping and rubbing all types of buttons and stuff like that while Daigo was doing the parry. Because in arcades, if you did that, it could make people mess up. It'd knock off their focus. You know, so you side by side, y'all on the same system, and you're over here just going crazy, Donkey Kong crazy on it. It might mess up somebody's confusion. You feeling your buttons rattling and stuff like that. So um, that's an example of somebody feeling like they probably could get in your mental or mess you up and stuff like that. But, um, you know, some people feel like it's something that we should keep doing. Other people feel like, as Khan does, we need to go, you know, away from side by side. So how do you guys feel about that? Um, um, well, go ahead. E. Well, you know, the thing, the thing that oh, you just said, Rexon, about like that come being like something from the golden age. Yeah, I 100% agree with that. Like, that's kind of like a, like a longstanding tradition, you know, that like, you know, we play side by side. And, you know, I mean... I mean, you could make like uh, an argument. It's like, yeah, like some somebody's gonna like you know read your buttons or whatever. But I'm like, I, I I understand that, but at the same time, I feel like okay, well, I mean, that's that's just kind of part of the game, man. Like, I mean, I, I don't know. I I've personally, I've never in my, I don't think I've ever been like in a situation where I've um I've looked over and been like, yo, what's he doing over there? <laughs> you know, I mean, maybe maybe you can hear the hear the buttons, but I mean. In most tournament settings, I mean, it's kind of loud, isn't it? Like, usually, like, the din of the crowd, I mean, yeah. is pretty loud. So it's, I mean, it's really, at least for me, it's been kind of difficult to um, to uh, to tell the difference between, like, the person next to me playing as opposed to, like, the person next to them playing or the person on the other side of them or the person on the other side of me or if there's somebody behind me playing. So I don't know, man. I, I I think like yeah maybe it might make some people a little bit a lot more comfortable with it but i don't know if it's 100 percent. i wouldn't say that it's a necessary change you know what i mean i, I don't know that's just my opinion um you make a good point Eve, that the the noise level of the event could be a fact but honestly now that i think about it there's a lot of caveats to this it, it depends on the setting um mm -hmm. I personally would say just keep it how it is. I mean, I have seen it before. Um, if I'm not mistaken, it was a KOF 13 when that was high at Evo. I think it was Shao High. I forgot who it was or what was that guy's name? Uh, I think it was something Cafe ID guys. Those guys were like super hot in uh, KOF 13. They were like so many of them in the top eight. I can't remember the guy's name, but I think it was Shao High. He had like the divider between them. Um, and I, I get it. But everybody's not. I don't. I don't think it's to the point where everybody that you play is gonna be doing it. Like, cause one, you have to have a lot of focus to be trying to like hear what they're doing. And I know. I know. I've heard this before, but it's also counters to it. I've heard people say today when they when they play arcade stick, they they do like a a double motion or like a button to make it sound like they're doing some. And they don't do that. That's not what they just do, like a phantom input. So they, oh, he's doing the supers. Like, no, I, I just did it to make you think I'll do it. So it's, you can counter it. It probably depends, depends on what game you're playing because Tekken doesn't have supers. So to me, in Tekken, I feel like that's hard to, the most recognizable thing would be like somebody does, like, you hear a double motion. But Tekken doesn't have double motion to my knowledge. Um, 
Maybe I guess maybe, maybe supers, maybe. Well, no, I don't think supers have double motions either. So I think it just depends on what game you're playing. But the biggest thing is it depends on what you're playing with. Arcade sticks is different from a controller. Yeah. If you if you may, if you press a controller that hard where they can hear it's like you must be pressing. You got a Fisher Price <laughs> controller, or you just like you just punching it. Because like now arcade stick yeah, and, and also arcade stick, you get silent buttons. You can't hear it. Yeah. So I honestly I'm gonna just say I don't think it's necessary to like make people play like on opposite side, which I guess it's not that much of a difference if they play on opposite sides with their own screens. I guess it's the same thing. Maybe it could be like for logistics or just like resource purposes. Like, hey, we're gonna play on with the same screen. You know, maybe we don't have access to get both players a separate screen to themselves. Um, which I mean, most places, most events you do see they they kind of have that already. But yeah, I don't I don't think it's necessary to take it away. Cause like I said, everybody don't play on arcade stick. And if you do, you might have silent buttons. Again, people can counter it by doing phantom inputs to throw you off balance. Um, and again, like E said, the venue is probably loud. Like, I don't think there's a venue where like a tournament, like a big event or major where it's just like you can hear the buttons. Like, I'm pretty sure it's a crowd, people talking. Also, headphones. Most people wear headphones. Exactly. I was so thing. that's like yeah. the biggest thing. Like most people play head, wear headphones, so it's like I can't hear your if I can hear your buttons through the headphones, like, you know. And again, if I'm like if you're looking at somebody controlling, you still got enough, like, hey man, you hey, you need to be world champion. Just give him the title now. You got two heads, basically. <laughs> like, if I'm I'm sitting there trying to not drop my bread and butter, and I'm still like, what he oh he pressed super. Let me go ahead. Like, which I again I know most of it just like hearing a person's input. Like, what what is he, what is he doing? Is he, is he mashing? You know, and again, like Justin Wong said, that was a good counter. Like to do something as a spur of the moment and as technical and precise as Daigo did with Evo Moment 37. Somebody doing that, that racket with the buttons, that's a good strategy. Hey, I'm, hey, I can't let him finish. He ain't finna finish this, and he still did it. So, but like I said, I don't think it's necessary. And like I said, these right here, most most events, headphones. Everybody don't wear them, but a good majority of people wear headphones. You want to hear the game. Like, you yeah. Know. So when it comes to this topic, there's there's so many different ways you can go with it. And really, it's just a personal preference thing, I feel like, at the end of the day. Yeah. But if we really think about it, you only see non-side-by-side play, like two people having their own, like, you know, uh, one system connected to two monitors and everybody having their own side. You're really only seeing that at, like, high production events. Yeah. You know, like when you when you when you go to like a a, a NEC event or you go to a you know a KIT or you know certain stuff like that. You know, don't, no disrespect saying they're not high quality and stuff like that, but that's where you see it when you get to like a Tekken World Tour or an Evo or Combo Breaker and stuff like that. That's where you start seeing like okay, they have two separate screens because at the end of the day. Production costs, yeah. you know, that they're, they're looking mm-hmm. at production costs. So right. you you really only see, or you could see it at like retro tournaments where it's like the back-to-back arcade systems and stuff like that and people are playing. Mm-hmm. So um, I'm more so on the side of it don't matter. You know, it's not like somebody could come out and say, man, we didn't play side by side, so that's how I lost. You know, so, <laughs> you know, you're not going to hear that. You might more hear it from, you know, 
hey, I was playing side by side with this person. He over there, yeah, hitting the sand for Kelly and stuff like that. <laughs> or, <laughs> you know, all that other stuff. Like, hey, he was distracting me and stuff. But nowadays, you're seeing people, they're playing with headphones on. And yeah. you hear people say all the time, like, when I'm playing, I'm blasting some type of music in my ears and stuff like that so I can take myself into my own different world and I can play this game. So it right. doesn't seem like people are really caring too much about what you're doing on your side. I'm just, I'm focusing on me. I'm trying to take care of my nerves. I'm trying to do the best thing I can be. So it's like Devin saying, like, if you just that good to where you can play look at their inputs and react at the same time to hurry up and get back and do what you need to do. Hey man, you just hey, we need to go ahead and name you 10 time Evo champion already because you're doing something crazy. But yeah. I, I really just think it doesn't matter. I mean, the mental frustration part where he said, hey man, that's fighting games. Fighting games yeah. are some of the most mental taxing games there are. You know, that just comes with it. Now, somebody reading your inputs and stuff like that, like Devin said, maybe you can hear it or, you know, sound is also some people do like to hear the game, you know, because some people can react based on what they hear your character saying or what your character is doing. So but at the same time, they're still not listening to you. They're listening to the game. So I just don't really feel like it's something that needs to change. If you do that at your tournament, cool. If you don't do it at your tournament, cool. You know, it's not like we have to do it side by side. But I mean, I'm sure it's like a lot of people that came from the arcade area, I'm sure they're like, bro, it don't matter. Like yeah. we we are used to that. Maybe the newer generations, if you if you come and you're not playing side by side all the time and then they, I mean, I don't know how you got through locals. Locals all the time you're playing side by side. Yeah. monthly you're playing side by side I, I mean but there might be some people who just used to online or when you did go to local somehow it wasn't side by side maybe that might be what you used to and yeah it might be some stuff that you're because everything's a pattern if I'm at my local I'm playing without headphones we did it that it wasn't side by side and the next thing you know I come to this major and it's side by side maybe it might feel different for you but I'm going to go ahead and say it. I feel like that's the minority yeah, you know, and like, like I said again, most people, um, a lot of people playing hitbox now, so hitbox you can't hear. I well, I would, I, I don't know, I haven't played against anybody with hitbox, I haven't played it myself, but I would assume you could probably decipher somebody doing a double input easier on a stick than you could on like actual buttons because yeah. it's just nothing but buttons, so you like. If you hear the stick moving, you know there's some motion going on or, you know, whatever. But if there's just buttons, like, you don't really know. Um, and again, yeah. people play controller. Uh, so they're not really loud. You can't necessarily hear that. Um, and you can't even hear a D-pad. If you play, like, the D-pad, you can't hear the D-pad. Uh, you, you can barely probably even hear the analog stick. Little, so. Yeah, the analog stick. Like, you have to be listening really yeah. hard. So it's, it's really got to be, it's, it's probably, this is probably more so a thing for arcade stick, in my opinion. And yeah. that is what a lot of the Tekken players play, like the higher level ones, I feel. Like they play on stick, like, especially like the uh, Korean player, they play like the Korean bat top. So that will probably be just a problem for that more specifically. But like I said, it's 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 so many caveats to this. Like I said, headphones, 
your counter to it, what you play on. It's a crowd loud. So I I, I just I don't think it's necessary. But yeah, I have seen it done. Majors nowadays, they're, 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 a lot of them are getting sponsored by like headphone companies. So they have headphones there yeah. for you to have on when you're playing. Like, so I, yeah. yeah I, Unless you're going to be like, you sit down and you be like, hey, man, put on your headphones. I don't like playing. Hey, man, put on your headphones. I ain't, I ain't trying to have you hear my inputs. Like, <laughs> and yeah, I, I don't, I don't know who's much. trying to be at a major and you're trying to hear all that crowd, the commentators and all that stuff while you're playing the game. You know, yeah. you lose and everybody like, oh, oh, my God, he trash. And, you know, you, you got to sit here and listen to that <laughs> while you're trying to make this comeback. Like, ain't nobody trying to hear that. Yeah, you know, right. so I mean, some people do. I'm not saying everybody in their mama, you know, is using headphones. Maybe some people like to feel the ambiance and the atmosphere. But if you're that type of person, I don't feel like you're somebody who cares about like, bro, you looking at my stick. You know, <laughs> so. nah, no, like I think you kind of hit the nail on the head there. Like if if you're somebody who like kind of thrives in the environment, like listening to the crowd and the commentators and like and just like general like the you know, for me personally, I remember like streaming, uh, streaming, and I like I started playing Hitbox, and I did. I wasn't using silent buttons, so you know I'm hitting the buttons, and people are like, oh man, your buttons are so loud. But there are other people who are like, you know, in the community, like at the FGC, like it's like, what's the big deal? Like you that's know, what like, I'm that's, like it's a Hitbox. It's but it's, yeah, the but, buttons make noise. Like supposed to hit it. Exactly. That's what it's like. That's what the buttons sound like when you hit them. And in um to um uh, Mr. Gamerless point about you know playing in the hitbox and you're you're trying to decipher what's going on. It's like with a hitbox, especially you can like there's no dis no way really at least as far as I know. I mean, unless you really really know the sound of buttons, it's like to distinguish one button press from another, especially if like on a hitbox where pretty much the buttons on the side of movement are the same as the, on the side of like with your actual like you know left left arm right arm left uh, leg left right leg kind of thing there's no way really to distinguish and especially because i got i use silent buttons in, on my hitbox you know like i have a you know pads in there to like you know dull uh, dull the sound mostly because you know people complain too much and you know like like i said you got to tailor for the casual viewer right after a certain point you know what do they want to do they want to see the ball go in the hoop but they don't want to hear too much noise so you know you put like i just don't see i i don't know i i mean from my perspective and i like some most of the times you know it's kind of kind of hard to see it from the perspective which i'm like sitting there and i got my headphones in like rexon said it's like you're trying to be comfortable as comfortable as possible as you could possibly be playing a fighting game. That's that's important because if you're sitting there and you're all seized up and your shoulder, your shoulders are all up here close to your ears and stuff like that. I mean, chances, you know, you're like, oh God. And I mean, it's like you're 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 so tightly wound that if like something the, the balance is thrown off, like something you might just like just collapse like in on yourself, you know, sometimes. And um, you know, having like you know, uh, Sade, you know, what's you know like the sweetest taboo or whatever you know in in your ears you know like while you're while you're juggling somebody you take them to the wall and, and the next stage and stuff you know i mean that might just be the way you win the match you know you're listening to like you know um uh you know um lisa stanfield being around the red and you know while you're like you know doing a giant swing with like king and stuff i mean he that might be telling y'all his playlist that's what he's doing What'd you say? I said you basically telling everybody your playlist. That's what you be listening to. I mean, listen, like I'll post, uh, we I can post it in the comment section if people really, really want to know all that. But yeah, man, it, it, it's all about it's it's all about your piece of like I wouldn't yeah I guess it's like 
you know, not being stressed out, being as comfortable as possible and stuff. So like Rexon said, I'm focused on what's going on here, like in this box here, what's going on here with me playing the game. I'm not worried about what buttons you're pressing, you know, outside of like what's going on in the stream. Like I don't, that's, that's not my concern. My concern is what's going on in, uh, in my mental state, what buttons I'm pressing and how I'm reacting to what is actually transpiring on screen and whether or not I know what you're going, you know, I'm trying to read what you're going to do. I don't care what, like what the buttons sound like. I don't care what, what control scheme you're using. I don't care about any of that. I care about what, what, what's happening on screen and whether or not, whether or not my hit points, my hit points are higher than yours. Like that's, that's pretty much a, but, you know, my concern right there. And I, I, I can't really think of any time, like, when we were playing fighting games where somebody was like, man, you're looking at my controller. Or, oh, man, you're looking at my stick. Because, like, it, it really kind of, I don't want to say it doesn't matter in fighting games, but it's minuscule. You know, like, I, my personal opinion, somebody tell me in the comments if y'all feel like any different, but... You know, I mean, it, you have to be looking at the screen. I don't know when you could just be like, let me look down. At it. It, there's no time for that. This man trying to run in my face. Like, could you imagine in a Marvel game, somebody's like, oh, man, he's looking at my, bro, it's so much stuff going on. And as soon as they say go, somebody calling to assist. Like, bro, I ain't got right. time to be looking at your screen. You know, mm -hmm. the only time I could, I mean, your stick, the only time I could, the only games that I feel like people came out and was like, stop looking was, was shooters. Because yeah. if I looked at, if we playing local multiplayer and I'm looking at where you at on your screen, people would be like, all right, he cheating because he sees where I'm at so he can prepare for it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. that's the only time like any other right. game we've ever played i've never heard anybody just be like bro why are you watching this i mean you was too busy trying to figure out what you had going on yeah so yeah i just think it's just it's it's very um it's like niche uh interaction and if i'm thinking about it um something like it's, it's kind of specific for games like marvel you could probably hear somebody maybe um advanced guarding because a lot of people sometimes you mash that but it's like it's very kind of like situational things like to be able to hear and like decipher what that person is pressing so again like i still stand by the stance that i don't i don't think you have to make it to where people can't sit beside each other yeah so but like i said you know uh this this guy who made this tweet he comes from pakistan so we don't know their culture you know, how they maybe came and how they play games and stuff like that, uh, how they did it. But, you know, as far as like, you know, how, you know, our side of things, it's just, I just don't see how it's an issue. You know, I mean, you play somebody like Devin, the second you look down at his stick, he's just like, got you. You know, all right. Like, <laughs> it's, like it's over with. You know, he, you about to. He about to treat you like Omega Ruga. Oh, as soon as he touch you, that's seventy five percent life. So, but uh, <laughs> so we can move on to our next topic. But first, let's let's do like a a, a little break. We can do like a, a a little quick, you know, quick draw topic. So PlayStation has actually made eight point eight million dollars more than Xbox in twenty twenty two. Is that something you guys are shocked mm. about, or you're just like, eh, I ain't too shocked about it? Nope, not shocked at all. 
8.8 billion would it be not shocked oh you said 8.8 billion they made playstation made 8.8 billion more than xbox in 2022 not shocked at all because you gotta think about it playstation 5 was a really sought after system and you barely find it and at one point the xboxes were somewhat like that but not as bad as the playstation but also most more of the exclusive that people really wanted to like get their hands on was on playstation just for the time being um i think as time is gonna go on obviously you know x microsoft's gonna have more exclusive like they just dropped a banger exclusive um this uh with high-fire rush so they get more games oh, yeah. like that you know you know, I mean, of course, if you got Game Pass, it's free, but it's also not an expensive. It's like thirty bucks. But yeah, I mean, people want to. I mean, God, a world. Everybody, their grandma want to try to get their hands on that game. Um, even when it first came out, people was like really hyped for the Demon Souls remake. So that I think that had a a huge role to play in that. Mm, I, I think like uh, one of the one of the reasons why like um, I think this is um, a thing is because PlayStation, like the PlayStation Five was uh, one of those things, like uh, Mr. Gamelift said, it was like really sought out, like really sought after. Um, and I think like um, when you, when pe- people have that, like, you know, we call that fear of missing out kind of thing going where you're like, well, my friend has a PlayStation 5. I don't have a PlayStation 5. You know, I got to get a PlayStation 5. Like I've had like uh, a few people I know, like come like almost with like a, uh, like desperation, you know, like trying to get a PlayStation 5. I'm like, bro, like you can't eat a PlayStation 5. You know that, right? Like, it's not going to keep you alive or anything like that. It's not going to, you know, save your life. It's not going to, you know, not going to, if you like, if your heart stops, it's n- nobody can use it to revive you. You know, it's like 500, but it's like $500, but, you know, everybody wants one. You know, it's one of those luxury items that everybody, everybody wants. And when, you know, I, I think they had a really good strategy behind it because when you have a, uh, when a bunch of people get it and then there's none of them, they don't have any PlayStation 5. They, they, there's a shortage of PlayStation 5s and everybody wants one. So after everybody doesn't get one for about a year or two, then you say, oh, look, it's available now. What's going to happen? The floodgates are open. Everybody wants to buy one. Now that all those people have been fiending to buy one, they're like drug addicts. Like they're like, oh man, give me a gift. Give me, oh man, I need, a, I need a PS5. Give it to me, give it to me, give it to me. And you know, I've saw, I saw so many people the day that they said that we have PlayStation 5s available at Walmart, there was like a big line. I, I was there to buy Triangle Strategy, but like everybody else was there to buy a PlayStation 5. I'm like, what are, what's all, all these people doing here? And, he's, and I mean, think about it this way. If you wanted to get an Xbox on uh, most places, they would just go and give you the Xbox. For PlayStation 5, it's like like doing like a, <laughs> like a thing, like a presidential like thing to like, you know, uh, open up like the thing for a nuclear weapon or something like that. They got to go and get like, a, get a key card and swipe it through. And then you got to turn a key and then you got to go in the back and then get the PlayStation five and bring it out. And then like, it's, it's like a whole process. And I was like, dude, really? Like this is, it's not that serious. It's just a video game console, but you know, it's like, it's the demand, man. It's the demand. So the demand is extremely high. So um, profits will, will probably, will probably match. So, yeah, I'm not surprised that well, PlayStation made so much money. Well, one, I can come at it like this. Uh, one, if we look at hardware, let's be honest. When PlayStation came out, even though when PlayStation and Xbox came out, 
um, even though they both kind of was dealing with one is the physical, one is the uh, digital, but Xbox, the Xbox Series S, that's only digital, correct? You can't put like a physical disc in it. I'm not sure now, that. Yeah, I'm not sure on that either. But if we're just being honest in terms of hardware, uh. You could just, I mean, just go online. Everybody wanted a uh, PlayStation more. You were seeing all types of news articles and stuff like that about how there was a shortage on PlayStations. You really didn't see that too much when it came to Xbox. You didn't hear a lot of people complain like, it's, uh, it's a shortage on Xbox. You were seeing that when it came to the PS5. So that's one thing. Two, Xbox, I'm sure, knew this was going to happen. They're moving over to a platform where they're trying to go into, like, streaming services. So they probably knew they was going to take a dip. You only have to pay a flat fee a month for to get every single game that's going to come out on Xbox. With PlayStation, you still got to pay the whole thing. That's a, I was just about to say that. Just, yeah, you made a great point. Yeah. So that's probably one of the big reasons why a lot of money was on the PlayStation side. Yeah. And then, uh, being before this year, a lot of people was just like, ah, I can't justify buying that Xbox and ain't nothing on it. Yeah. You know, so probably a lot of people wasn't signing up for Game Pass. And that was their only way, really, of making money when it came to games was Game Pass. So that's probably another reason. Um, then when it comes to like, you know, uh, other software that comes to, you know, with the PlayStation, you got the Oculus. They got all types of different, like, attachments and different things you can do with the with the, uh, with the the PlayStation. But when it comes it's to Xbox, yeah, but when it comes to the Xbox, it's just system, game, controller. They really don't have anything else that they're really, like, promoting like that. Then also, at the same time, if you got a PC, it's basically the same thing as an Xbox. So, I mean... Another reason why Xbox probably didn't make that much money. But uh so I can see it just based off those things, you know. Um, but I'm sure, like I said, Microsoft saw uh understood that was gonna happen. They're trying to play the long game. Once we get these games rolling and we get hit 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 hit, we bought all these different, you know, uh we bought all these different uh developers and stuff like that, these studios. Devin just talked about how far rush. That was a product of of, of a, a company that they bought. Once they can get these things out and going, I learned that because I watched uh, No Level Cap. Y'all make sure that y'all uh, watch No Level Cap. You know, release, what is it, that every Sunday, every Monday? Every Monday. No Level Cap releases every Monday. Because of them, I'm able to talk like I got some sense on this topic. <laughs> but... Uh, <laughs> So, you know, uh, once they get their games rolling from all these different studios they made and all that other stuff, you might see them jump up because it'll get to a point like, man, I go ahead and pay that money for that Xbox if uh, for, for games the rest of my life. All I have to do is pay flat fee a month and I can play everything that come out on the system and not 70 something dollars like the PlayStation. Hey. You know, they might be in the money then. I don't know if they'll ever really reach PlayStation cause as far as, like, sales, but I'm sure they'll be able to cut that, you know, $8.8 .8 billion difference. So, well, I mean... Well, I mean, when it comes down to it, like, what are... I mean, in terms of, like, money-making, I mean, is that really the goal? Is that... You know what I'm saying? Like, is what exactly is the goal as far as, like, being a company? Is it to... You know, I know that PlayStation is, in fact, their competitor, but it's like, 
is are, are we meeting goals within our, our own organization? Like like you're saying, like there's an eight, eight like what is it, eight billion dollar difference between PlayStation and Xbox. But I mean, the what was the actual figure for how much money each company made like last year uh, in 2022? As you keep talking, I'll look it up. You know, because like I mean, I don't know, like. When I think about like the quarter, like the console war, is it necessary? I don't know if it's necessarily as much of a war as we'd like to think. I mean, you know, I think like when you're talking about like Rexon, we're talking about like you know them focusing on buying companies and stuff like that and getting their game up. It's like it's not necessarily we're focusing on you know trying to beat the competition. It's about increasing the value of your own brand and making like things as accessible as possible. You know, I, got the I mean, right here. Uh, PlayStation Games Division made $24.4 billion throughout 2022. Microsoft Xbox Game Division made $15.6 billion throughout 2022. Yeah. So it's not like if somebody broke. <laughs> yeah, I, I think yeah exactly. Just, um, just like Rexon said, I, I think a big part of it is, actually, I feel like the acquisition stuff was counterparted. Like, hey, we, we have exclusive rights to these companies and these publishers and developers. Only we we got these games only, just like Starfield. It's it's that's Microsoft. You ain't gonna get that on PlayStation. But you got like I said, uh, early on, people was like, "Well, if I get PlayStation, I know I know Ragnarok coming." They got that Spider Man Two. That's a that's another big one. People like, "Hey man, Spider Man Two only gonna be on PlayStation Five, so I gotta get that PlayStation." You know, so it's just kind of just like one of them. And I, I know people are waiting on games for like from Microsoft, like Starfield. That's a big one that's coming. I mean, whenever the next um, Elder Scrolls comes out for them, they'll be the one to release it. But, I mean, like me right now, like Spider-Man is definitely a game I would want to play. So I would probably just, if if I had a choice of, like, if you put both of them in front of me, like Xbox or PlayStation, let's say I didn't have a PC or nothing, I would probably just go ahead and get a PlayStation. Because I'm like, all these games I like, I've played, this game look fire. Like, I'm pretty sure Spider-Man 2 going to come out and just be an amazing game just like the last one was. Um, so I think people just was just kind of pre-gaming, like, hey, I know this is coming to this system, so I'm just going to get this, you know. Yeah, and I mean, with all the, like, you, I'm sure that you, all these exclusives that PlayStation has, man, like, like you said, God of War, Ragnarok, people just like, oh, my God. Even like, Horizon, like. Horizon kind of got swept underneath the uh, the yeah. hype of Elden Ring and God of War, but I, I, from what I kind of heard, I think it was still a solid game. It's just that it was just a lot, just so much heavy hitting going on at the same time. It just kind of got swept to the side. But I mean, that's a PS Five exclusive. So in the esports awards, like they really let you know how much people was anticipating God of War Ragnarok because the game, what. Oh, uh, what was it? That's a hollow franchise, man. What what was the game, Devin? They came out last year, and every, it was just like the horror game that was kind of like a, a a hit. Was supposed to win a lot of awards. Rakeem played it a lot. Horror game. The medium. <laughs> no, well, oh, it's kind of like God, horror. Just my Elden Ring. The biggest game last year besides God of War Ragnarok. My Elden Ring. Elden Ring. Yes. Yeah. Elder Ring had been out way longer than God of War Ragnarok. Next thing you know, esports awards came along, and God of War Ragnarok is out here just stealing everything. I you mean, know, God of War didn't get the most awards, but it didn't get the award. So. Yeah, it didn't get Game of the Year. But the point is, that lets you know how many people just went on ahead, was like, "Look, let me go ahead and get this PlayStation Five. 
we go wait and we go wait till this game come out and then we go start pressing all types of buttons so they'll let you <laughs> they'll let you know like how many people was really on playstation side it wasn't really nobody i mean you know when the microsoft when the xbox came out forza uh all the usual games that they have come out for the system but people was really waiting for those exclusives for playstation so but yeah so it's really not surprising i mean when you break it down you know if you look at it from a surface level like dang playstation may a play good oh like but when you break it down it's just kind of like okay i see why microsoft playing a long game so but we can go ahead and go to our last topic go ahead and get mr game a little bit of you know he uh hardest working man and uh he's in a rush yeah we're hardest working man in show business (laughs) so he got to get up out of here but our last topic uh we had avatar yaya he actually released uh, a tweet saying that i think it's incredibly stupid that super smash brothers ultimate has reached 30 million sales in the game not even getting patches on a bare minimum yearly let's talk about rest but i feel like it's the biggest missed opportunity with smash then he talks about how this is why it's important to play multiverses and stuff like that and get it big because it's getting developer support. He has a large fan base, blase, blase. Uh, what you know, what? I ain't gonna disrespect a man like that and say, uh, <laughs> blase, 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 yada, yada, yada. <laughs> like, like he, uh, what's the dude name for Trotter? that just be like, rada, 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 rada. But um, he says, it's why we need multiverses to do well and why it's still exciting to play multiverses because of developer support. Better netcode overall, and I think multiverses in beta has gotten some of the biggest community support I've seen for a fighting game, period. Um, So he's basically saying that, and he's just like, man, you know, Super Smash Bros. Ultimate, they're wasting this opportunity. I get 30 million sales, and then that's when you like, all right, I'm gonna hang up, uh, hang my jersey in the rafters and go home. So, uh, what y'all think about this? And I'll be honest, like, I think a lot of that big push for, uh, yes, like, multiverses had, and you know, anybody who feels like I'm saying something and I'm ignorant, please let me know. But just my opinion is when multiverses came out, yes, it had a big push, but also at the same time, it said that, look, we got a tournament where you can go to and win $100,000 worth of pop prizes. So, I I feel like that helped. <laughs> Who else did that? Um, yes, it had familiar characters. Something like that. So what? When was the last time Nintendo did something like that? Yeah. Yes, it had familiar characters and all that other stuff. But I mean, if are we gonna be honest and say multiverses is on the same level as Smash? No, it's just that they did the right things when the games was coming out to push it to the high heavens. But I mean, after it, we we've actually reported on it after the oh, game was... came out and stuff like that, the the player base kind of fell off, and then especially after Evo, I mean, it's not the same. So and it's and it's no disrespect. I mean, I can look up the numbers right now. That's the reason why I was it, laughing and smiling. Yeah, it's no disrespect, but I mean, let's Sakurai, I mean, Sakurai been working on Smash Brothers since what, like nineteen ninety eight? Yeah, it's been a while. Ninety nine. 99 was when it was released, so I'm sure 98 was when they was working on it. I think maybe well, something that he's missing is Smash has been a system seller 
like almost for all of Nintendo ever since its inception. Yeah. Melee, it was a system seller. Um, I would say maybe Brawl. I don't, I guess maybe once, once they played it, but I'm sure people were like, when <laughs> Brawl come out, you know, uh, even uh, Smash 4, Ultimate, like you gotta, you gotta think about that. It's a system seller, right? And so it said he had through a three point six. What, what was the what was the stats? The stats on what now? The stats that he was comparing to say he shouldn't have that without no support. What was the stats he was comparing again? I was like thirty million. Thirty million. Yeah, the game sold thirty million. Um, multiverse is a free to play game. How, wait, I, so I, I'm I'm kind of in the bushes on that one because it's like you can you comparing a game that. It's not free to a free-to-play game that ain't Fortnite. Um, so, I mean, I'll, I'll, off the rip is going to get more sales. But again, also, Smash Bros. is a system seller. Smash Ultimate is literally licensed to Mugen, where a game where you can, you can put Snake, Solid Snake versus Sora versus King Diddy. And then Kaji come with it like Doida, Doida. Like it's it's bruh, off the, the characters alone, that's gonna sell. It don't matter with no patches. It's Smash Brothers. The game is a, it's a solid entry in the series, and it's got almost every character you can think of. That those two things right there, it's just like what I it, I don't know what to tell you. Well, I, I think like I think it's more uh, like it's kind of like the the uh more of the uh, thing is like, um, okay, you have all these characters in the game. You sold 30 million, you know, um, people love the game. Why aren't you still supporting it? You know, why are you not, why are you not patching it on the regular? You know, at least like, you know, making, keeping it up to snuff, like keep ma- maintaining it, yeah. um, you know, cause like you still have a game, like, like we were saying, like a game like um, Multiverses, which is like getting support now, you know, which, so like you know it's getting patches and stuff they're doing events like the valentine's thing you know you see like shaggy and velma like oh yeah like that's that's a thing that's still happening like it's still getting support and like we we're talking about like smash like sold like let's say 30 million last year you know i mean how many do you think it's going to sell this year you know like there's probably there's still going to be people buying super smash brothers ultimate into the future you know and they're still going to be making money on it so the question is why aren't you supporting it why aren't you like, you know, why aren't you still at the, I mean, forget about adding new characters. Why aren't you still patching it to like, you know, still listening to the community and saying, uh, making it like, you know, just like patching the game and stuff, you know, like what's, what's going on there. You know, but I think that's why they're like, they're talking about, you know, like playing like multiverses because it's like, you know, a game that is in fact, like still getting characters, still being supported. Not necessarily if I don't think it's like thing, like if it's like a better game, because I, I don't, I don't think we can say that. But, you know, but I would definitely say that at the very least, it is a game that is getting support from the developers right now. Yeah. But I, th- I think what he's, I think one thing he kind of failed to look at is that this is Smash Brothers. Like, Smash Brothers is just popular from a casual standpoint. Nintendo was more of a casual company, so it's going to sell like hotcakes regardless. So, so a game doesn't a, a successful game like to be successful like in the finance department doesn't mean it has to be patched those things are kind of like not even hand in hand this because just because the game ain't been getting patched on me it's not gonna make money this is a super popular title that's fun for people people love the game 
They got their favorite character in the game. They don't care about no patches. Most most of the people that bought the game don't care about no patches. Those are cons- regular consumers. So I, I just think in that regard, he probably didn't think about just because of the game and getting patched don't mean it's not going to make a lot of money. People love yep. Smash Brothers, so they're going to buy it with patch or no patch. I got I got Sora in there, my favorite character. Oh, I'm getting the game. I don't care about no patch. So that's how Smash Brothers made that much money. Like, you really, it's almost like, I don't know, you kind of just can't. I, again, I say it's a game you have to buy versus a game that's free. And I, I do respect stuff like, you know, them doing throwing like events and stuff, but this is a game that has kind of, they have to do that. Multiverses kind of has to do that. Smash Brothers, not so much. Because again, just again, this game has like done probably the record hold of like characters in the game, like for, especially from different companies and just all these characters that should have never been together. Like from nobody ever would have thought Snake would be in Smash Brothers fighting Mario, like choking Mario up like this, like go to sleep. Like nobody ever thought that was going to happen, but it happened. And we got a game that's out here just doing numbers. And again, like I said, I get his point saying like, oh, developers should support it, patch it. But that's kind of separate from the game still selling like hotcakes. Because like I said, the casual audience, more people to play the game and buy it, they don't care about no patches. So it's, it's going to still make money even though it's not patched. I mean, like, yeah, 100%. But I think like the point, like saying the point is, is that because it's still making money, you know, it's still like, it's still kind of like in like the cultural zeitgeist as like, you know, one of those like games that people think about when you think like casually when people think about like uh, fighting games or like, you know, like a lot of people think about Smash Brothers, like straight up, you know, that's just, you know, what they think of Smash Brothers and like Street Fighter, you know, that's, that's what they think about. So, you know, I just like, you know, it's kind of, um, I, I agree that a lot of people don't really care about, they don't care about patches, but you know, like some, a lot of, some people do, right? Apparently like this person does. And it's kind of like, it's about like making the game, I guess it's like making the game better, maybe like by patches, maybe a new character or something like that. But it's like, people are still buying your game and it's not necessarily, it's not necessarily like a, like when did Smash Brothers Ultimate come out? Like had to be, how many years ago did That's that game come out? That's also another thing. It, this game has been out so it's been out for five years. You can't. It's been out for five years. You can't compare that. Well, like, well, here's the thing. Well, here's the thing, right? Like, how long has like Rainbow Six Siege been out? You know, like it's been out a lot longer yeah. than Smash Brothers Ultimate has, and that game still gets patches, still gets new characters and stuff. You know what I mean? That is a game that makes that makes money, and they're like, yo, because people people still buy the game. And there are people who are like, okay, the developers are like, all right, man, we're gonna keep, we patch the game, we make new characters, we change the, oh, we change the format a little bit, we have events and stuff like that. So when you look at like, and I mean, and that's from Ubisoft, and Ubisoft is, I'm unfortunately known to be making missteps, but in this particular regard, like they're they're some they're a company I would think that people should be taking a page out of their book from because they can't like League of Legends. I mean, regardless of what you think about that game, it's like a game that's been like has like longevity and stuff, you know. I mean, it it's kind of like if somebody had said, hey, like the next Smash Brothers game is coming out like maybe two years from now or something like that. I think people will feel a lot differently about it because they'll be like, oh, okay. They're already, we, they've already planted the seed in our minds that we're going to get a Smash Brothers in two years, three years, four years, whatever, whatever the time span is. But when you don't know that there's going to be another, another game and you're just buying the game that's out, not, you know what I mean? It's kind of like, okay, support this game right now while we're playing it. Like, like I said, 
uh, when did um I think uh, Rainbow Six Siege came out and um, I don't know uh, maybe 2017 2016 maybe something like that and like I said it, they're still getting support so I in my opinion just just my opinion Nintendo like the amount of money that they make per year they don't really have an excuse for it like you know what I mean there's no not really an excuse you know what I mean. I think it's more so just Sakurai. I, him being at the helm of it and stuff like that, and him saying he wanted to step back and take a break. I mean, the man been working on the same like the same game for like forever. Anybody else to tell you like, okay, like I need a breather from like the content and stuff that I'm creating. I need like some downtime. This man been doing this since '98. And people been expecting it like whenever a new console is dropping and we need support on whatever console since basically the nintendo wii when you had internet you know i just like to say this like when you look at when you look at multiverses numbers it's decreased every year i mean every month every month that has been out is numbers has decreased um and then you have people like Majin Obama on Twitter basically saying like y'all don't mess with Discord fighters but then you booted up Nickelodeon All-Stars and Multiverse. He's saying that for a reason because Majin Obama <laughs> 2D Jazz 2D about to bring up Nick All-Stars but I think I was Ragged on that game. Don't do that. We said enough. That's a great name. We said enough. Ragged on it enough. So, but uh, it went down every month, and and that's for a reason. Like when somebody is the grandfather or something, when it comes to games, people want that to continue. We we want to keep playing that. It's like Street Fighter. How many games right out right now are we saying like, oh, this is like Street Fighter, and we're playing it? None. You just go play Street Fighter. You know, how many games are out like Mortal Kombat right now that you're oh, just like, oh, this is like Mortal Kombat, but I'll play Mortal Kombat. Like, I, it, it, it plays like Mortal Kombat and we're playing it. Like, people will just play Mortal Kombat, you know. Um, same thing with Tekken. Like, how many things I'll play like Tekken, but you're like, a lot of people are playing it to the level of Tekken. Like, not a lot. I mean, you got Virtual Fighter, you got Soul Calibur, but they're still not at the level of Tekken, you know? Yeah. And I, when I was playing Soul Calibur, I didn't play it because it was like Tekken. I hated Tekken. You know, I didn't want to play Tekken. I played Soul Calibur because of the story, you know? So it's things that differentiate differentiate these games that you want to play it. I feel like when Multiverses came out, the only thing that was having you play it was just like, one, it's a main game that's going to come out, and it's not Smash. It's different from Smash. Two, we got the developer support. And three, it's characters that you recognize. Well, one, well, one characters that you recognize, and you know, two is different from Smash. Are not games. Are not things that's going to make you whole. See Nick All Star, you know, <laughs> that's not going to make it whole. So okay, you could say like, okay, this is a competitor for Smash, but Smash has such a stronghold. I mean, it's you could almost basically say you almost want to say it's the founder of platform fighters. I don't know if they're correct, but it's definitely the one that sent it to the stratosphere. It's, it's the reason why Nintendo was able to do what it did. It's Nintendo, you know. So, 
Um, I understand what he's saying. Like, hey, we got a competitor out. Is one that developers really want to put effort into and smash is seeming like it's not doing it. So we need to support it so they can support us. I get it. But if people if if people don't like the game, they don't like the game. Yeah. You know, like what what was it about multiverse is that when it came out that you was just like, ooh, this is so different from Smash. Like, yes, they had like different mechanics and stuff like that, but it wasn't nothing so paramount that people was just like, oh my gosh, we gotta play this. Yeah. People was literally playing that game, I know, in the FGC because they was just like, hey man, it's a hundred K at Evo. You ain't heard them talking about it since. I was just about to ask if they hadn't announced that, it would have been it would have been interesting to see how what the results would have been if they hadn't announced that at uh the release of that game. And then Brawlhalla. Brawlhalla is at, it, I don't know. Brawlhalla I don't close. study Brawlhalla. But Brawlhalla is doing good. Yeah, I've looked good. up Brawlhalla's numbers. It's like it's in the plus. It's like thriving. all isn't huh? It's thriving. Yeah, it's in the green all the time. So Brawl Brawlhalla is proof that like it's been a lot of platform fighters. It's something that they doing that's right. You know, that's more than just different characters and the developers support it. It's something they're doing right. That's all you hear from multiverses. The developers developer support it and they got recognizable characters. That's it. I mean, it was basically, oh my gosh, I'm going to say this. It was basically just Nick All-Stars with a budget. <laughs> I, I mean, I'm going to just say it. That's how I feel about it. And I'm not saying, I'm not, ba- I'm not trying to bash the game, but it's just like, hey man, look, like, it got to be more than just different characters and developers support it. Like, I would love to see it do great, you know. But I'm going to ask y'all a question and y'all tell me yes or no. Unless, unless Warner Brothers slide that bag over and be like, hey, man, look, <clears throat> we got a $100 prize, $100,000 prize, boom, we go slide you another hundred k Y'all think it's going to be at next year's Evo? You think um, it's gonna be at Evo twenty twenty three? See, it took you too long. That, a, it's like Skip a, Bayless say about the Hall of Fame. If I say, "Does Tom Brady belong in the Hall of Fame?" You say, "Yeah." If a, I say, "Does Eli Manning belong in the Hall of Fame?" You like, ah, ah. "No, nah, he don't belong in the Hall of Fame." It's a slight possibility. I'll I, I <laughs> say no because they got Rivals of Aether two coming out, and that looks like. Fantastic, and they're doing it like 3D now, so it looks like oh wow, a jump from the first game. So mm. I'm gonna yeah, say, I don't know. bro, I, I asked the question, so. and everybody act like they went mute. Like so, it, that yeah. lets you know it's just it's not a lot of bro. Like TV FGC is on on social medias all the time. I ain't, when the last time you seen. A, 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 a multiverses clip. Oh man, yeah, I I feel like the only times I ever really see like multiverses like mentioned really like to my memory uh, was when um outside of the uh, Valentine's thing was um Perfect Legend talking about doing a tournament. That's the last it. time I saw anything about multiverses, Gizmo was supposed to come out. I don't mm. know how long that was ago. Is it so? I mean, even this month, when you look at multiverses numbers, they're down another nine point three nine percent. 
their average players in the last 30 days is 861. Mm. And that's down from in July 2022, it was 66,000. Basically, almost 67,000 average players in that month. And then gone down every month to the most they lost in September 22, they lost 32,000. So it's a reason for that. And I ain't, I, uh, it, it's not like I'm trying to dump on the game, but I mean, we, I want the game to be successful too, but I mean, it's a reason why it's not being successful. And, and, to, and to compare it to Smash, like, I understand his plight, but I just don't think it's going to get there, man. Like, nobody has no interest to play it. Like, like we're not we're not gonna see it in the FGC scene. I mean, it might be a side tournament, you know, at Evo or something like that. Or it, it ain't a combo breaker. Combo breaker didn't, it didn't release this announcement. So what games gonna be there? It ain't a combo breaker. It is it gonna be a CEO? Yeah, if it's not at like a regular major, it probably won't be at the world. Champion. It ain't that Texas yeah, showdown. It wasn't that Frosty Falsings. That just happened. Frosty Falsings got like 18 million games. <laughs> Let me stop because people, people be like, this dude, Multiverse Taylor. But hey, man, I'm just, I ain't look. I want Multiverse to be good too, man. But you know, Smash is Smash. Like, I can understand you wanting people to play it, but it's going to be hard to come close to anything and know what Smash did, you know. And it's almost kind of hard to capsulate what Smash did. But, you know, it's it's Nintendo. They had a juggernaut behind it. They had characters that everybody and their mama just loves and they want to play. You know what I'm saying? They had, like, gameplay and stuff like that that was just, like, none other. It basically... I mean, everybody else is basing it off of that. Like, knock them off the stage and they lose a the stock. Game percentage, that's how they gain damage. Everybody else is just mocking it, you know? Like, so it's, it's kind of going to be hard to beat Smash when you just copy and Smash. But anybody else got anything to say? Well, you know, about, like, to your point about um about Sakurai, you know, not necessarily wanting to step back from, like, doing, like, Smash Brothers. I think, yeah, like, he might want to do that, but that doesn't necessarily mean that Nintendo as a company has to do that necessarily. Like, think about it this way, like, Mega Man 11 came out after KG Inafune left the company, you know, like, you know, and that was, and people were like, you know, this is like a pretty solid game. Like, it's like a really good Mega Man game. So it's not, I don't, I think like if Nintendo really, really like wanted to support like Smash Brothers like that, like they would, like if it was like really something that was a priority to them, like that, like for the, for the people who play the game, for the people who, who bought the game, for the people who they know will buy the game in the future, if that was a priority to them, they would do it. But because it's not a priority, they're not going to do it. And I think that's kind of kind of the thing. It's like, you got to realize that Nintendo, like Nintendo as a company isn't really like, like 100% interested, I guess, like the, at least the way that they make it seem that they're not really interested in, um, in supporting like play it. Uh, supporting a player base past their own interests, and I think they've demonstrated that plenty of times in the past. This isn't in, this isn't well, news. I think in this situation, you kind of have to put your interests in top priority because, like, you do TVFGC news, we all do, you know, input output. If we continue to do this for the next twenty years, and then all of a sudden, like, you Devin and Evan was just like, man, I want to take a break. 
like we'd have to we'd have to make a decision like okay we've been the masterminds behind this for 20 years do we really want to bring other people in or just put it on hiatus because if we if we switch it over unless somebody comes in immediately and just knocks it out the park then you know it's it's gonna be like um what's that what's that channel called uh esports talk they had their people on there they took them off everybody was like that's not the guy i want to watch i don't even care if it's just news i'm gone and they eventually shut down the doors so i think with sakura being the mastermind behind it of all times you know gamers like they follow this stuff like religion they nitpick and be like if sakura was there he wouldn't have did that i mean what do you think about like if you've ever like some of the suda 51 games that you've had in the past like you're like yo it's a suda 51 game well actually he didn't actually help develop it. He was just, his name is on it. I mean, he might've helped, he'd been a, he was a consult person that they consulted, but he didn't actually really put his hands on it. And, and it's like one of those things where it's like, yeah, you can sell the, they could easily be like, well, yeah, Sakurai, you know, it's like, you know, his name's on it, but he didn't actually participate. They could easily do something like that. You know what I'm saying? Like it does, he doesn't have to be intimately involved for them, for them to actually go forward with like adding another character making an adjustment to the game. I mean, let's, it's like Sakurai is only one person. It, Nintendo is a giant company and he doesn't develop the game by himself. Right. I, I mean, it, I just do feel like Ultimate is done at this point. They literally got 200 characters in it. You got anybody you wanted in it besides Goku. I mean, who else is there to put in it besides Goku realistically? I mean, it's not like the game at the point it is right now is just not playable for the next five years it's not like it's broke busted and disgusted i mean it's um, it's 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 playable it's not like something so prevalent that it needs patches i might i might i'm not in the scene like that but i'm sure if it was that broken you would hear about it so well, i'm go ahead I, I don't know if it's necessarily about it being broken but it's like about like you know like small tweaks stuff like that you know People like a new character stuff um new characters like we've we've made um cases for like different characters that didn't get put in the game travis touchdown travis touchdown was on uh, like travis touchdown jack from mad world um even like people were talking about having the doom slayer in the game i mean there's still characters that you could put in the game i mean cloud strife was like what like 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 cloud strife kind of cloud strife sephiroth i mean they're like we're thinking outside the box now you know what i mean in terms of video i mean there are still characters that they could could put in the game i'm you know i mean we're calling it smash ultimate i mean I, I don't know i feel like if if we're still they just released an update for team fortress 2. team fortress 2 is one of the oldest games on the internet right now and they're they're releasing an update for it so I, I don't know, man. Like I just like when, when we talk about how old the game is, it just like uh, like Team Fortress Two was getting an update. So I, I don't I don't know, man. I mean, maybe Sakurai was just at a point to where he's just like I don't have to give in to this new culture of doing things where I gotta update it for the rest of my life until we release another one. Like he's like, hey, man, we put all these characters in it. The game is because they released a final patch even after they released Sorrel. They gave it one last final patch of how they wanted it to be. And he's like, okay, I'm selling this game off into the sunset. And we see it's good enough. People still playing it. They still have amazes on it and stuff like that. So maybe he just was like, hey, I don't have to succumb to that new culture of doing things that people just 
thirst for updates and changes so bad that it's like I just feel obligated that I got to come up and do something to the game. Maybe he's just like, hey, like I want that to be it until I can make up my mind that I want to be unretired or maybe I won't, you know. So, you know, maybe he got to a point he was like, I'm I'm gonna leave well enough alone for my own my, for my own mental. So, but I know we got to get you up out of here, Devin. You know, I know somebody probably in the background, like so. <laughs> uh, it's like <laughs> tell them to wrap it up, B. You know, they got the box from the Chappelle show and everything. But uh, wrap it up. <laughs> But uh, so we reached the end of yet another episode, which means we've gotten to our salty runbacks. And nobody said anything salty. I mean, they have a salty runback. I guess I'll go ahead and pop it off. Baker trash to give us a game a little something to say. But uh, and you know, Ferritor ain't never coming back. So go ahead and spice it up right quick. So go ahead, Mister Game and Lift. What's your <laughs> what's your salty runback? <laughs> he ain't never was that cool in the first place, man. <laughs> no. <laughs> Always about Ryu, man. <laughs> I mean, why you gotta hate, bro? Ryu could throw a fire, an actual fireball, and Ken couldn't. What's up with that, bro? What you mean, Ken, Mister Fire himself? When you ever seen uh, uh, uh Ryu throw a flame and short you can? When you seen that, bro? He got electricity off his, bro. And if you go by Avatar standards, the lightning was actually stronger than the fire. <laughs> but yeah, we got to cheat with his short you can. He got to hit people in the groin first on his super foot to get him like, <laughs> like, bro, you literally hit me in the strudel, as The Rock would say, for to go ahead and mess me up with this. But Ken, he ain't got to do that, bro. Like, I'm a flame kick and flame uh, uppercut you in this whole super, bro. So I feel like Ken, the better one, man. Ryu, the one who the, who the phony. I mean, I just said something because you disrespect me, Vegas. So, you know. <laughs> hey, I can't have that on me. I mean, everybody know you trash, bro. I'm sorry. It's all good when they show that trailer for Skull Old Man and Tekken 8. be like, yeah, he in the ah, ah. Skull Old Man and Tekken 8. Well, they didn't kill their game. <laughs> but no, that, I, just, that, I just had to say that because can't, I can't. I'm, I'm tired of the disrespect for Vega, man. What about you? I, I, I know you got any salty uh, comments. Yeah, man. Uh, Shirase is whack and Skullomania, all praises due, man. Like, I'm looking forward to your appearance in Tekken 8. <laughs> mm. <laughs> just for, like, come on, man. You got to you you know. You're a full-on player fun, anyway, bro. <laughs> uh, what'd you say? <laughs> so it's cool. I'm a pull-on player anyway, bro. Mm-hmm, yeah, 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 huh? All hell be Shirase. The GOAT. <laughs> But uh, yeah, other than that, man, I'm I'm just glad to be back for another input output, man. That's, that's pretty much. I'm glad. Thank uh, thank you guys for tolerating uh, my ridiculousness as always. Uh, appreciate you. You're welcome. <laughs> uh, I wasn't talking to you. I'm talking to the viewers, man. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean, I, we've reached the end of yet another episode. I'm happy to be here. Yeah. The Shirase slander won't be tolerated. You know, best character in that game. But uh, I don't even know who whoever invented Skullomania, man. I'm I'm sure, like, you know, once they made them, they was like, you know what, you fired. I don't know why in the world you made them, <laughs> but they had to keep them going because for some reason the viewers loved them like y'all. You know, I just just no idea why. 
this dude had a flying command grab, bro. Come on, bro. That's yeah, great. It's not. I got a flying <laughs> command grab. Imagine if Zangief had a flying command grab. You can't even zone it. Like, you... Come on, bro. Well, you can just punch him. <clears throat> it, it, it ain't that easy, bro. That's what you say. It ain't that easy. You know how many times me and Eden duped out this man playing Skullomania, and I got to see him like overcome this foolishness. This man slipping, sliding, and slithering all over the stage. Like, bro, pick, get up off the floor, out the ass, stand on your feet, put your hands up, bro. We you fighting. Ain't nobody doing no ballet in here, bro. Ain't nobody mimicking a Rochimaru in here, bro. Get up. <laughs> he definitely won't care that he definitely like a, a, a oh, man. He's definitely all over the place. Oh man, like, that's funny. Bro, I chill out, you know. But uh and this man took with pink love playing him, bro. Like, come on. <laughs> I thought I was playing a fighting game. I didn't know I I, I was playing Slither Snake three thousand. Like, what my character who could do this mess? <laughs> yeah, but, yeah, I bet Ferritor doesn't seem so bad now, huh? <laughs> I got nothing but love for Fair Tour, but you know, he you gotta let it go. He ain't coming back unless they make Mortal Kombat. Hey, hey, stop that. Too. You better hope for Armageddon too. Blasphemy. But, uh, <laughs> but yeah, happy to be here at another episode, you know, once again proving Uncle Ray wrong. You know, I'm it, you know, it'd be funny if one day we're out in public and you know, people come up to us and be like, Man, I know Uncle Ray mad, you know, people <laughs> people that followed us for so long, they just know the 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 ins and outs of our origins but yeah man uh hopefully y'all not too mad at us we missed last week but we're back here this week and uh mr gamer we gotta do his other podcast and you know i'm gonna be honest with y'all i'm I'm gonna be real that whole tech and eight topic that we did i wasn't even recording i was recording the audio but i have i recorded no video so we got to work that out but uh So, uh, just put up some moving pictures on there and you upload it. <laughs> I guess I'm gonna just have to put Devin's thumbnail in as the video. But uh catch y'all on the next input out, but peace out. Peace out, y'all. Well, peace and hair grease, everybody. <laughs>